Perfection. Welcome to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two friends with very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of each other's favorite shows, or their own favorite shows, in the <laughs> hopes of making the other person have an epiphany and start to watch something that they normally wouldn't. My name is Natasha, and I pretty much only watch cartoon shows. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much only watch live-action dramas. However... This is a bonus episode. Um, We've only done a handful of these bonus episodes. I think actually just two. Yeah. Arcane and Merry Happy Whatever. Yeah. Which is when we successfully convince the other person to watch a show that we did an episode on, and then we talk about it. There have been a couple other shows that we did like. Like, um, I did watch some of Faking It. Yes. And you did watch some of Gravity Falls. Yes. But neither, but because those are both longer shows, we didn't actually like finish either of those. So we haven't done a bonus episode on it yet. The nice thing about Merry Happy Whatever and Arcane and Dororo, I should have started with that. This is a bonus <laughs> episode for Dor- Dororo, which was our episode last week or two weeks ago. They're all short. They're all just one season things. So it's a lot easier to just like watch it and then do a bonus episode right after. Very much so. But yeah, so like I said, last episode, I introduced Jessie to an anime called Dororo, and in that episode, she revealed that she had already watched, like, half of it before we even recorded our first episode, and so yeah. now she has watched the rest of it, and we're just gonna chat a little bit about the show, what we think of it, if she's glad that she watched it, all that stuff. I am glad I watched it. <laughs> Good. I mean, I feel like if you started it and then you realized you really didn't like it, you just wouldn't finish it, so... I probably wouldn't have made it, like, ten episodes if I didn't like it. Fair. I actually watch a lot of shows that I don't love for longer than I should. Uh, (laughs) I get that. Sometimes it's just, like, you're, like, committed at that point, and you're like, well, I might as well finish it. Or it's just, like, good background noise, Mm -hmm. or it makes you angry in a way that you enjoy, because you're like... What the fuck is happening? I can't relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) If I hate something that much, I'm gonna stop. All of Blindspot was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) What do I want to say? I love it. They changed their little intro on me when I went into the second half. Mm -hmm. And I like the first intro more. Same. For many reasons. (laughs) I also feel like it fits the show better, the first intro. The first one? Yeah, me too. The second one feels weird, especially once Dororo shows up. Like, the weird thing where, like, the worms are eating Hirakimaru. I fucking just butchered his name. Hirakimaru. Hirakimaru. What the fuck was that? Hirakimaru. That's, like, creepy, and I understand the, like, symbolism behind it, but as soon as Dororo shows up in the second intro, it's like, what the fuck is this is just sunshine happiness. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not what the show is about. <laughs> yeah. Also, the um, the end credit song changes. And I also like the yeah. first end credit song better as well. I agree. Uh, so they did that. And then I was sad because I really wanted the brothers to be friends. Because I, I thought they'd be good, cute friends. Like, I really wanted Tim Rue to be like, actually, your dad fucking sucks. So... I'm going to help you and go against her dad, which didn't happen. Although I really did like their, like, final fight scene at the (laughs) end. Like, I thought that was really good. And it really acknowledges the fact that poor Tumru is, like, 
The poor boy has been <laughs> overshadowed by this fucking skeleton his whole life. Mm-hmm. And I feel so bad for him. And I loved when he had three eyes. That was super cool. Mm-hmm. He was super cool. And then he's like, oh, you're better than me even now because you wouldn't kill me, but I would have killed you. And I'm like, oh. Uh, it's so sad. I, I totally also, I like, I wanted the, bro- I do like, I get symbolically and like, I'll talk about this more after, but, like, I do like what they did with it, but, like, my little, like, my heart, I was like, but I wanted them to be happy. I wanted them to be happy. I do, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm starting talking about the ending. That's not where I should start. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I should have said, this is just full all spoilers, so. Yeah. Either go watch Dororo before you listen to this, which I should have said earlier, or you're just listening to us. We're, we're not really going to provide that much context. We're just talking about it. So if you don't know what it is, got to go watch it first. This might be rough. Let's actually start with the ending, because my other two things are pretty philosophical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So I don't like the ending. Okay. I think what it's part of stupid. the ending? All of it. I think it's <laughs> stupid. Okay. I actually really like the, like, final site fights. I like the demon mm-hmm. horse. I like mm-hmm. when here. Fuck. His name's too long. Skeleton boy. Skeleton boy. I love when our skeleton son goes like full demon and he has all the fire and he's on this mm-hmm. flaming horse because he looks cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. My toxic trait is that I love when main characters go villainous. I love it. It's mm-hmm. so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks cool as shit. And he fights everyone. And I love the dramatic tension of him against his brother and the three eyes and the fact that his brother's two friends um get Skeleton Boy's arms and then they're just murdered. And I was like, I oh, my heart, like my whole heart is with <laughs> him. I thought that was great. I thought the climactic action was great. I mm-hmm. thought the like tension between the brothers in that house, especially when um our skeleton son is like, no, I'm the heir. And Tiamaru is like, no, fuck you. This is my house. I grew up here. This is my family. Because, oh, ouch. Everything about that hurts so fucking much. Yeah. So the last couple episodes, very, very, very good. Where I start to have a problem with it is in the wrap up. Because oh, yes. his mom showing up and first of all, completely ignores the fact that Tiamaru has collapsed for like a long time <laughs> and they're just talking to her skeleton son mm-hmm. and which like fine it's his show but it does come <laughs> off rather like yeah. dark and she's just like oh now i finally get to hold you and then she's like but you have a child of your own now so go take care of that child leave me i know i'm your mom and you're like 16 but fuck that you have to go raise that kid that follows you around weird mm-hmm. weird fucking thing to do and then she finally goes to her other son, <laughs> who's collapsed, and she's just like, I'll make sure you never feel lonely again. And then we pan away from that. And me, a normal person, kind of assumed that she took her other son through the very clearly marked escape route that mm-hmm. Dororo and our skeleton son go through, and that they were also fine. <laughs> but no, they just stay and die in this burning castle, despite the fact that, like, there's an exit. <laughs> There's, mm-hmm. like, just straight up an exit. It's not like Dororo and our skeletons do something insane. There's an exit. Like, just leave. 
that was stupid. I did not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the fact that they just like split up at the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. I thought that was dumb. I do like the part where he confronts his dad. Like, I thought that was good in mm-hmm. the Hall of Hell. But, like, the fact that it's just, like, oh, he has to go, like, figure out how to be human again, and our thing is, like, separate, and is gonna, like, start a kingdom or something. <laughs> uh, which, like, fine, fine, he can do that, he's eight. Mm-hmm. And then they just, like, he's just, like, gone. It's like, no, your mother died to tell yeah. you to go take care yeah. of that kid, which I still don't support because you're 16. <laughs> You yeah. shouldn't have an eight-year-old under any circumstances. <laughs> like, his mom could have adopted all of them. I yeah, his, I fucking hate his mom. She's insane. <laughs> the woman is completely off her rocker. That was wild. The fact that everyone just knows who this priest is, which isn't really a complaint about the ending. It's just insane that every single person who runs into the priest is like, oh, you're the priest. Like... <laughs> Okay. He was priest, I guess. <laughs> I guess. And then he's I like, am. I'm a samurai. And then it ends. You never see him again. He just admits he's a samurai and we're done. Wild. <laughs> the entire idea that for some reason our skeleton son is the only person who's not allowed to kill humans because we're in a world that is constantly at war. Like, mm-hmm. probably every single person we've met has killed another human just out of pure necessity and the fact that they keep harping on the fact that the like killing so many humans makes him not human is wild to me because no one acknowledges that the entire country is at war and killing people not to say that it's not different what um he's doing and like the way he does it and like he does some fucked up slaughter and he takes off that guy's head (laughs) not to say that's not a thing but just like the whole world is at war the amount that these people are against killing people makes me feel like they shouldn't be at war <laughs> okay i had some thoughts about the ending so i want to talk about that before we go into because i feel like hyakimaru killing people is kind of like a separate point from the ending yes i agree with you about the ending i because when you said you hated the ending i was thinking more about like the fight with tahomaru and stuff and i think no, that I stuff that. was amazing and you agreed so yes I think that's great. I do agree with when the mom and he and Tahomaru die. It's like, I feel like them dying is not necessarily a bad ending. Like, I think it could work. But yeah, the way they did it was a bit weird. Yeah. Like, it was just like, they just stay in. Like, I, I feel like the way I interpreted it was that, like, Tahomaru was already too far gone. Like, he wouldn't have survived anyways. But, like, the mom just, like, staying in the... It was a little... I feel like there was a more satisfying ending way to have those two characters die than what they did. So, like, I I agree. And I also, I agree, I, I hate the whole, like, they just, like, split up at the end mm-hmm. ending. Because I did also read the manga. And one of the big differences between the anime and the manga is that in the anime, he only has to kill 12 demons to get his whole body back. In the manga, it's like 100 demons or something. It's way more than 12. And when it gets to the same sort of end point where he, like, confronts his brother, confronts his dad, he hasn't killed all 100. He's still missing some body parts and he still has to kill some demons. So when he splits off from Dororo, he's like, I need to go, like, finish my quest. 
which I still don't know why that means he has to split up from Dororo because Dororo has been with him the whole time. Yeah. But at least the reasoning for him to like leave and continue adventuring is that he needs to continue his quest. And I feel like they wanted to kind of keep that ending in this, but he's already killed all the demons. They're like, he's just going off on his own just because. Because. (laughs) So it's a bit, yeah. Can I just interject here? This is something I complained to you about text. Why doesn't he have a spine? (laughs) I can't get over it. Like, your spine is just, like, so important. Like, Mm -hmm. if you, if the demon took your spine, I'm sorry. That's, like, you're out. Like, even if we ignore the fact that your spine is, like, integral to your bone structure, Mm -hmm. your spine is what sends all of the signals from your brain to your limbs so you can move them. For, so for him to be able to move the prosthetics, he would need a spine. Yeah. I Sorry, love that, like, you're applying some <laughs> logic to this, because when I watched it, I was just like, yeah, I don't know, it's all just demon magic. Like, it didn't seem any more weird to me than any of the other body parts, but, like, is if bad. you're trying to apply some level of logic to it, then, like, you're right. Spine doesn't make sense. Everything else I'll give them. Spine, no. <laughs> Fair. Sorry. Oh, what were we actually talking about? The ending. He goes off. Yes. And then also, okay, yeah. So that's kind of my thoughts about the ending. I, I agree with most of what you said about the ending. I think there's some really strong moments, like the fight between the brothers and facing his dad. And then there's some just kind of like, you could have done this better moments. <laughs> And they take so long to do it. Like, they take half of the final episode to do a wrap-up, and they do it badly. Mm-hmm. And they do, it's not that good, yeah. I, I kind of just, like, I honestly forgot a lot of that stuff again, <laughs> because I think I was just like, I didn't like that part very much, so I just kind of ignored it. <laughs> Fair. Valid. Uh, but yeah, you're right. But, and then, okay, also what you were saying about him killing people, and everyone being like, don't kill people. You're definitely right that everybody in this world kills people. I do feel like... The people who are telling him not to kill people are the people who care about him and are like, hey, killing people is, like, bad for your humanity and, like, we want you to be happy. And so, like, even if there wasn't all the demon magic, they'd probably be like, hey, maybe murdering people is bad for your mental (laughs) health. (laughs) Not that, like, it's okay for everybody else to do it. It's probably bad for them, too. But, like, hey, we're, we're just looking out for you. And, like, maybe you'll be a little less fucked up if you, like, try not to murder people. Murdering people is bad for your mental health should be our first merch for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear that shirt. Okay, yes, absolutely. I think wear it, like calling him, like, a monster or a demon because he's done it. Mm-hmm. Because... I was never, like, and this could be a translation issue, this could Mm -hmm. be, like, a different perspective issue. Mm -hmm. I was never quite sure if they literally meant he was going to turn into a demon, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is lore they didn't quite, like, earn or explain, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that they, especially in the last couple episodes, just decided they wanted to explain things that were, like, abundantly clear. (laughs) Literally, his mom, like, narrates why him and his brother are fighting when their fight starts. And I'm like, yeah, I got all that. I'm there. Like, why do we have two minutes of this? Anyways. Um, 
So, like, I didn't know if it was supposed to literally be, like, he will become a demon, Mm -hmm. or if it was, like, the idea that, like, being a serial killer makes you not human, (laughs) which there are other, like, philosophical discourse reasons why that isn't the best thing to say, but also it's a TV show, so maybe I'll give it some slack. That was what confused me. I did Mm -hmm. not ever know what they were trying to say there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I don't know which way they were trying to go with it. And I think the way I interpreted it or the way I felt was like it was kind of meant to be ambiguous because I think Mm -hmm. like the whole story is kind of like metaphorically, philosophically, like exploring this idea of like, because like the way I kind of interpret the whole show and what I, what I really like about it is like, I feel like it's very much kind of like a take on, okay, you know the the Ursula K. Le Guin story, Those Who Walk Away from Omelas? No. Do you know that story? Okay. So there's a story, which this is definitely not based on that or anything, but it's like a similar theme, about like a town, so spoilers for this short story by Ursula K. Le Guin. (laughs) There's a town that like everything is beautiful and peaceful and it's like the most peaceful town in the, and everyone's happy and there's no war and there's no hunger. But then in this town, there's one child that is, like, kept locked away in a basement and receives, like, no love and is starving and whatever. And everybody knows this child exists, but they know that in order for the town to be happy and bounteous and whatever, this child has to be locked in here and receive no love. And everybody has to know that, and knowing that is, like, what makes the town beautiful. And then some people choose to leave the town because they can't live with this knowledge. And that's, like, kind of what the short story is about. And then I feel like this is, like, a similar thematic thing to that, but it's kind of, like, a step further of, like, if this child grew up and wanted to, like, get revenge or, or like, fix their life, and then, like, is it morally correct to help this child, even though knowing that will bring ruination to the town? Or is it morally correct to not help the child? And then also, at what point does the child become a monster or a villain if they are causing destruction? And, like, I feel like it's, like, kind of playing in that space. And so the idea of, like, he's a monster is, like, could be literally he will turn into the thing that, like, his dad made a deal with, but then also kind of metaphorically, like, his like sacrifice is what brought bounty and then like him getting kind of revenge for that or like fixing that wrong is in itself like a form of evil and like is that his fault or not and that whole like thing i don't know does that make sense yes that makes sense that makes perfect (laughs) sense and i love that Mm -hmm. and i think the show definitely i agree with you is exploring that even in just like when he starts getting like body parts back and the town starts going downhill so many people are like he shouldn't be doing that because, like, the town's gonna fall. And where that really annoys me, and I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say it falls apart, I wouldn't say, here's the thing, I'm talking Mm -hmm. about a lot of things that annoy me, they annoy me because I love these characters. That's fair. I'm not finding the show annoying, I did really like it. Mm -hmm. But, like, where this idea of, like, he shouldn't be killing these demons because this, like, city is going to fall apart, Mm -hmm. really, like, starts to bother me, is I get 
everyone else being on the other side. I get the people who are, like, philosophically, like, should we help him because, like, it's our city? Or, like, are we really going to have one person over the entire town? The thing is, it's entirely not his fault, Mm -hmm. and everyone blames him specifically, and it's like, his dad made a deal with the demons. Do you want to go yell at his dad, who you know and know the name of, and can, like, just go, like, punch in the face at any time you feel like? (laughs) They're like, no, it's on him. And it's the fact that, like, people around him who, like, like him are also like, is it really worth it? to do this knowing that it's gonna like spoil the whole town he's 16 like he is a child i don't yeah but i mean that's the thing because i don't think the show is necessarily agreeing with the people who are telling him that because he doesn't he does kill all the demons and get his body back he doesn't care that it ruins the town right and like i don't think we're necessarily supposed to think he's wrong it's just everybody else is like Hmm. <laughs> they, you know, where do they land on it? I just hate that it seems like everyone's trying to make him feel bad about it. I'm like, leave the poor kid alone. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, they are. And he's just like, gonna do it anyways. <laughs> this kind of segues into another thing that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because I do think this plot is interesting. Not for the fact that they're all being mean to a child. But... <laughs> <laughs> but because... A lot of people throughout the show ask him, like, why he wants his body back, Mm -hmm. which when I did first start the show, I was a little worried that the plot line feels like it could maybe become a little ableist Mm -hmm. in the idea that we do have this, like, disabled character who very much wants their body back. Mm -hmm. It is magical. I think that helps it a bit. Or a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also what helped it a lot for me was this idea that no one just assumes there's an answer to that question. Like, mm-hmm. people ask him, like, why do you want your body back? Which I feel like from a Western perspective, we're like, we come from a very ableist culture. We're like, mm-hmm. of course you want your body. You want all the use of it. You want all those things. Uh, but... He just keeps getting asked this, and he doesn't come up with that answer. Like, his answer mm-hmm. isn't like, oh, to do this. His answer isn't to do those things, because he has the prosthetics. He can do those things. His mm-hmm. answer is, it's mine, mm-hmm. which is very possessive, and there's things you could talk about in the, like, way he talks about his body as, like, a possession. Mm-hmm. That could be very interesting, but I did really like the fact that when people are questioning him on, like, do you have to do this or can you let the town thrive? They're asking him not, like, sacrifice yourself for this shit. Mm -hmm. They're asking you, why do you even want your body back? Like, Mm -hmm. why is that important to you? Which I think is really interesting. Yeah, I agree. Everything you just said that I do, and I don't even think I necessarily thought about it in those terms, but you're very right that, like, it could, yeah, could have felt like a very ableist storyline, but it's not that. It's... yeah. and because especially because we have other characters like the blind priest guy who's he's doing fine <laughs> and like it's not so much about that it's about like he's like this is it's mine it's my body like why would you I, of course I want it back <laughs> if I can right and we see a ton of other characters who are missing limbs mm-hmm. many characters who have prosthetics or like parts of prosthetics 
or like makeshift ones. That's mm-hmm. what I meant. And even like Tamaru loses one of his eyes at one point. It isn't like really playing in a space, but it is playing with a space of like how my like gender studies English major brain got like <laughs> triggered in the last week and I'm like way off on my discourse always now. Um, but like it's playing with the idea of like how we view our bodies and the idea that he views his body not as a part of him, but as a possession that's been mm-hmm. like taken from him, I think is very interesting because it's interesting to think of like your body as like an object that you have and an object that can be taken from you as opposed to like literally a part of literally who you are because like Mm -hmm. sure you're a brain and you're inside a body but you couldn't do anything without your body Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I don't really have a big English major thesis on that right now (laughs) but I do feel like um, the way they've presented him, like, dealing with his his body and getting his body back is very interesting. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like you could also kind of, like, it mirrors really well the fact that, like, he, to his father, essentially was a possession he was giving up. Like, he mm-hmm. literally said to the demons, like, you can take anything of mine. And, yeah. I, and what they took was his son's body as in like this is just a thing you own that we can take from you which is interesting that is interesting i also think that like they keep saying that the 12th demon like failed to eat him and that's the only reason he survived Mm -hmm. it is a way worse thing for your baby to survive as what he was than for the baby to just die like don't get me wrong a baby dying is like a terrible terrible thing of course but the consequences of him living and of his actions growing up and coming back to bite Daigo on the ass feels more like shit demons would do to me than just killing the child I mean the demons didn't want to get all killed it's interesting too yeah because the whole idea being that like the mom prayed to that goddess of mercy and the goddess Mm -hmm. of mercy prevented the one demon from eating him and whatever and so like in a way like the demon of mercy or the goddess of mercy like spared hyakimaru a bit (laughs) but did end up bringing like yeah more devastation in the world in general yeah then the demons like technically if the demons had succeeded Everything for the town would have been fine. Like, this baby would have died, which is very sad. But, like, other than the baby dying, the town would have been... Everything would have been fine. Everything would have been fine. So, like, in a way, (laughs) made things quote-unquote worse for everybody except Hyakimaru, I guess. Right? And, like, I'm glad Hyakimaru has his body and got to live. Mm -hmm. Because I love that sweet boy. I love him so much. But... Yeah, genuinely, the goddess of mercy kind of made it worse there. <laughs> the goddess of mercy was like, lots of people will die for this, but this baby will live. <laughs> we really like this baby. Yeah, it's wild. It's just such like an interesting concept for a plot. I like it. I think those are my things. <laughs> I was going to talk about how like because i think when you were texting me about this you said something about how like the mom and the brother's reactions to meeting kiyakimaru were crazy a little bit a little bit but i think it's interesting because like i I think 
Because we talked about this when we talked about the first episode that Daigo almost cares about the town. Like, at first when he's making the deal with demons, it sounds like he cares about the town, but then he very quickly reveals that he actually just cares about wealth and power and doesn't actually give a shit about the town. He just cares about himself. But I think it's interesting that the mom and the brother do seem to genuinely care about the welfare of their city. And that's why I think their reactions are so, like, at odds with themselves. Because, like, the mom clearly, like, really cares about her kid who she thought died. And she really feels bad that this happened to Yakimaru, but she also feels like she can't save him because it would be the ruin of their town. So her Mm. only, like, recourse is, like, well, I can't save my son without, like, essentially dooming my entire city. So the only thing I can do is, like, out of guilt, kill myself, which she does not. Well, she kind of, I guess, does at the end in the burning building, but I feel like that's how I read her, like, why she was like, I have to kill myself because there's no right answer here. And then, like, the son, or the brother, Tomaru, also being like, it sucks that this happened to you, but also, I'm jealous of you because you've I've been in your shadow forever. And also, I am the heir to this town, and I can't just, like, save you and doom them, so I guess I have to kill you. Which, like, both, like, I don't know, I think their motivations there were interesting. I just, I, I agree with you. I do. I do mm-hmm. agree with you on the motivation scale. I just would love if, like, fucking anyone in this entire show was actually mad at Daigo. Fair. Because, <laughs> like, it's his fault, and the whole thing is always his fault, and I feel like no one is ever just mad at him. Except for Hyakimaru. The only person in the show who's mad at the right person. That's true. But I guess that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't, even if they're mad at him, there's nothing they can do. Like, if they killed him, it wouldn't change anything, right? It would make me happy. That's true. (laughs) Like that's the thing. Like just even if they took Daigo off his throne or killed him or whatever, it wouldn't actually change the situation at all with Hyakimaru and the town and everything. Yeah. But luckily, Dororo has a lot of money and can fix the town. I guess. (laughs) Is I guess the implication at the end? Yeah. They're no longer protected by demons, but Dororo can start a thief village with all the money. They're starting... Yeah, they're no longer protected by demons. They're protected by a lot of money. And an eight-year-old kid. <laughs> and an eight-year-old kid. Yep. That's how Who it ages, but but Skeleton Boy does not age. Yeah. They do that like little thing at the end where Dororo clearly aged, and then we see our friend, and he's exactly the same. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when you're a pretty anime boy, the difference between being 16 and... 20 something is probably you're gonna look the same you're still a pretty anime boy you know <laughs> fair okay great point i rescind <laughs> my argument <laughs> like until you're like 50 you're the same the pretty anime boys all look the same <laughs> <laughs> can you be a 50 year old pretty anime boy um well you probably would be like a what is it be shonen mm, that's probably younger than 50 i think once you hit 50 then you're just an old man in an anime you can't be a silver fox in an anime? Oh, no, that's actually, there are definitely silver foxes. You can be a silver fox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say, like, the they showed Dororo so briefly at the end. It's mm-hmm. pretty ambiguous, especially because of the whole, like, the clothing and the hairstyles and stuff is kind of androgynous. It's not yeah. clear if Dororo is, like, dressing like a girl now or not. 
I believe in the manga that it's more implied that Dororo is like a girl now. But I like that in the anime, it's very brief and not very clear. So you can just believe that he's just a guy. Because <laughs> he is. Dororo also, like, even as a child, looks quite feminine. Mm-hmm. In a way you can ignore before you actually know he's trans because mm-hmm. children tend to look feminine. Yeah, I think mean, he's a little cute little anime kid, so he's they all just look cute. But especially in the original intro song, I straight up did think Dororo was, like, someone else entirely, because I thought it was a girl. <laughs> I was like, random girl in this intro? Who is this? It's Dororo. It's Dororo. We love him. We stand a trans king. That's it. That's Dororo. It's, there's a lot of demons. There's a guy who controls sharks, and I love him. Mm-hmm. There were a couple evil people in the last half of the series um, that were really hot. <laughs> and every time I saw them and I was like, oh, you're hot. You're probably going to kill a lot of people, aren't you? <laughs> Wait, who else was there? There's Shark Guy, which I agree. Love shark him. Guy's really hot. The guy who, like, is, like, friends with the Chimera who ate his mom, he's pretty hot. There's that demon that has, like, a lion head and, like, a scorpion Oh, tail. yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, yep. he's not hot, too. Um, there's slutty kimono guy who's not hot, but he had a really slutty kimono on. <laughs> yeah, just one random guy in the town with, like, really short kimono. It literally looked like he was just, like, wearing a shirt and he forgot <laughs> to put on pants. Maybe he did. He's, like, showing off those legs. Honestly, how short that was, it's really surprising we couldn't see his dick. Like, it was really short. It's really short. <laughs> Just gonna put a picture of Slutty Kimono Man on our Twitter so that people know what I'm talking about. You know it, yeah. It's also like there are definitely just like random background characters in this who are literally just walking around in like loincloths, but somehow this shirt situation looks more slutty because, you know. If you're in a loincloth, you mean to be in a loincloth. Yeah, if you're wearing true. a kimono that is much too short for you, that's slutty. That's a choice. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad he stopped calling his wife ugly and got to marry her. Oh, was he from that town? Yeah. Was that who it was? Yeah. That's that guy. <laughs> the guy who's like, yeah, you have to go see this blacksmith who sucks shit. He also has a daughter who's the ugliest person I've ever seen in my entire life. That's such a funny episode because it's almost like a weird little like comedy interlude. <laughs> kind of There's like so much serious stuff happening, and then this episode's just like kind of funny. <laughs> it's just like, oh, everyone in the town has to say the opposite of what they mean. This lady's gonna marry Yakimaru. He's coming in, it's like, I'm gonna make you the ugliest bride I've ever seen. <laughs> It took me way too long to figure out that was the plot, too. Like, I really <laughs> thought everyone in this town thought she was just, like, fucking ugly. <laughs> and I was like, she looks the same as every other woman we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. And poor Dororo is so pissed. He's so it's pissed. Like, poor like what? You've just decided to stay here and get married and you don't care about me anymore? What the fuck? Sweet child. Should we wrap this up? <laughs> Probably. I think we've said pretty much all the things we wanted to say. Mm-hmm. If you listened to all of this and you still haven't watched Dororo, go watch we it. We probably just confused the shit out of you. Like, This real probably bad. didn't make a lot of sense if you haven't watched it, but, you know. You know, maybe you like us. Maybe you want to vibe with us. Yeah. 
If that's the case, thank you. I appreciate it. I like to vibe with you too. Oh, also, didn't even say this at the top. This is our Halloween episode. Happy Halloween. Don't Happy Halloween. My demons. Yeah, we did a demon show for Halloween. <laughs> and then in November, we're going to watch the ultimatum, the ultimatum, the ultimatum queer love uh, reality show. It's so good. Natasha's going to have absolutely no trouble trying to I'm gonna love it. recap it. Nope. It's going to be great. It'll it's going to be, gonna so, be good. so easy to recap, too, because it makes so much sense as a concept for a show. I'm, like, excited in a, in a sort of twisted way. I'm excited for you to see all these really, really good lesbians. I'm excited for that part. Thank you for listening to our bonus episode. You can email us at episodeepiphanies at gmail.com and you can tell me if you think it's possible to live without a spine because I don't think it is. And... (laughs) Yeah, send us an email about your theories. Like, you can live with a paralyzed spine, but I think if the spine just wasn't there, that would be a bigger problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can also uh, tweet us about that or connect with us on Instagram at Epiphanies Pod. That's for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use the hashtag episode Epiphanies and Epiphanies Pod pretty much at random. So <laughs> live your dreams. Actually, less at random and more based on which one fits with my tweet on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So you got Twitter, you got Instagram, you got our email. You can send us a carrier pigeon. Mm-hmm. Leave us a review. Leave us a review on iTunes and tell mm-hmm. us. No, we'll tell you what mm-hmm. part of your body you get back if you kill us. Oh, excellent. Yes. <laughs> One for each of us. You have to kill both of us. Yeah. But I'm sure you are already aware of no, the fact that... No, don't. No, no, no. Don't. Isn't, isn't the bonus episode the, the reverse? Oh, right. Don't we have to be smarter than you? Yeah, sorry. Um... But I'm sure you'll never find us because... <laughs> you can't kill us. You can't kill us because we're smarter than both of you combined. Both of you. <laughs> All of two you. people. No, there's only two people who listen to us, Natasha. That's probably true, actually. <laughs> the two people who listen to us. We're smarter than them. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. demons took all your limbs they're probably also gonna take your dick that's that is that's fair (laughs) i don't think the show explores that but (laughs) i don't think they explore that but